good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and if I could eat Italian salami every day and live to 100, I would. <laughs> and I am the Champ. I am Jamie Salandong. And while I am happy that baseball is going to have a 60-game schedule, I really don't see a path to a full 60 games. Yeah, I agree with you. Pennsylvania just the, the governor just instituted a 14 day quarantine from for people traveling from about 10 13 states um, yeah that I, I agree with you man <laughs> oh, man how many Dude, games do you think we, we'll we, get we, in we, we... go ahead Rod. I'm sorry how many games do you think we'll get in you think we'll get in a couple weeks <laughs> I, I I really don't know maybe 20 30 something like that I, I, I'm I'm anxious, like everybody else, is to, to get the season started. It, it's just, you know, with, with the latest news, um, uh, with, with this virus, it just, it just so many things have to go right, right? Everybody has to behave. All the personnel, be, even beyond beyond the players, just all the travel, that type of thing. It's just, it just, it, it would make it would make for a very interesting rotisserie league season if we could do this because there's so many unknowns. Um, everything goes out the window. Um, but uh, I, I just find it hard to believe, you know, because we're basically in the same place that we were um, as a country three and a half months ago. Yeah, just now restaurants and bars are open. That's the only, that's the only difference. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you had a good week? Nothing crazy happened? Would you cut uh, the grass? No, I mean, you know, for, for me, it's, it's pretty much, you know, uh, wash, rinse, repeat. Um, here in retirement, um, you know, have yet to uh, uh, enjoy the full um, the full um, rewards of retirement. But you know, we'll get there soon enough. There's there's a lot of people that are doing um, you know having a lot more problems. So um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy to be to be where I am. What about you? Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, start setting goals each week, and this week I'm gonna start with uh, I'm gonna try to determine which hoagie is the best that Wawa sells. So that's, that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to eat a couple hoagies from Wawa and kind of, and figure out what, which one is the best one they got. Are you a Wawa hoagie guy? <laughs> see, see, that's, that's the kind of stuff that, uh, that we've been reduced to. Um, you know, I am a big, uh, Primo hoagie fan, Primo, and, yeah. um, but I wait and I wait until they send me their text messages that say the Primo hoagie instead of being 10.99 is now 6.99 and because I'm in retirement, you know, I can go there on a Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock to get them. Well, can't you go like a Friday before 4? Don't they have early bird specials for you people? Uh, you know what? If, if, if they do, they didn't text me that one. They they had the 7.99 yesterday for just ham and turkey hoagies yesterday. Ham and turkey, that's boring, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, hey, you know, this, this is this is good stuff, Raj. Hopefully, our our, our guests can bring a little bit more um, <laughs> content to our uh, podcast today. <laughs> yeah. So th- there's a term that some of my relatives would use in the past, uh, like a bland. It would it would be referred to as medigan. Is bland. Is yeah. It's what what is that? Medigan. What, 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 what language Medigan. is that? It's Italian. It's for like the. It's Italian. Yeah, like yeah. That's what. Most of my Bush League rosters have been Medigan. Medigan. Would they <laughs> say it's Medigan, you do not. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do this week. 
and um, I'm going to keep packing on the COVID-19 pounds. Um, keep going, man. Yeah. So, anyway, we, we got some things to cover today. Uh, our first guest, because um, last week we talked about our traditional 5x5. Five five. Our first guest, Tom Freeze, uh, is on the line. And he, he had some proposals to, to make the change. And you and I wanted to kind of get a feel of why he wanted to change some of the categories. Tom, you with us? Yes, I'm here. Tom, we appreciate you getting off your deck and calling us. We read that. Email. I am still on my deck. <laughs> okay. uh, are you are you by yourself or the squirrels there with you? The squirrel, <laughs> the squirrel is here. The squirrel chaser is here. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's start with the OPS and average. What, what what are your thoughts on replacing average with OPS? Well, I thought this was the time to give it a try because it was kind of like a throwaway, and but. Let's try something different, and that's the only reason. Um, I have nothing really against average, just traditional. But I thought maybe since we're only doing 60 games or maybe less, that we could give it a try and see how we like it. So what is, is the OPS what you're interested in, or you just kind of pick something that arbitrarily to say, I'm going to get rid of average and, and let's go with OPS? Or is it something that you like? I don't, is, is it a stat you like? I don't know that was – I don't know if it was arbitrary. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to try something different. Okay. Right. Um, I think there's I think there's value there. There might be more value in that than average, but I, I don't know. That's speculation. Right. Opinion. And then uh, you wanted to add plate appearances. Same same thinking behind that. Is that what I I couldn't remember what I put? Plate <laughs> appearance in addition as a counterbalance to. What? Holds. Okay. I really wanted to do holds just to place some value on um, not closers, not starters, but the, the guys in the middle. Um, I needed then something to balance it out, and that's why I picked. And I picked plate appearances. I didn't remember what I picked. So it's not really important. Okay. <laughs> something I wanted to balance it. I, something I wanted to balance out holds with. All right. So we went with an extra category in pitching, and then so I want to get an extra category in hitting. And that's why you went with plate appearances. Right. Yes. Okay. I thought maybe I did bases on balls, but I guess I went with plate appearances. Well, that that would kind of fit in with your OPS thing. Yeah, if we went with walks, right? Uh, yeah. Right, because that's OPS. Yeah. So percentage plus. Walks. I mean, I could mm -hmm. be. I could be talked into anything, really. Um, <laughs> I just tried to find something that gave value to people actually playing the games. So if you are mm -hmm. playing, you get a plate appearance. You might not get any hits, but at least you were in there playing, and that's what I was interested in. All right, Jamie, what are your thoughts? Like you may, may not get a save. You may not get a win. Yeah. You may not get a strikeout, but you came in and you pitched, and you did well. Let's reward that. that. And and then the opposite was at least you got in, you were playing. You may not have done anything this week, but you you gave me something that had some value. Okay, Jamie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I, I kind of like the idea, and as we talked about, Raj, I think it was last week. Um, I, I agree with Tom. This is the time to to try and do something different. Um, 
you know, one of the things, um, I'm going to go off course just a little bit. One of the things I had talked about as, you know, as sort of the, the draft day gimmicks in, in this 2020 season is, is having us um, as a league try and draft one player from every team to be placed on your 23-man roster. Um, I, I thought that was another thing. And like Tom was saying, um, why? Just because it's something different. It adds a little bit of, of, of strategy to the draft. Um, and the second thing that I was going to be talking about was, you know, how do we assign? Because uh, I want to say that the consensus was for the league was that we were going to have a snake draft. And again, that's different because in the re- regular round, we have um, auction or auction based. And, and I think a snake draft, number one, is completely different. And number two, it allows individuals that can't attend in person or don't want to attend in person. They can do it remotely. So I, I think it adds a, a different dimension. But in the, um, in the draft, um, I was thinking, well, how do we select the draft order? And I think you, me, and Bill talked about having Kentucky Derby style, where whoever has the first choice gets to pick what, where they want to pick in the draft. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I'm. Let, I'm me all, first, let me first run that by you, Raj, and then let let Tom chime in on that. I'm all for that. Uh, you're talking about the person who finished last in our league. He gets to choose first where he wants to pick in the snake draft. Um. Well, you know, however we decide to do, it, if we do it random order, um, I would like to do it ahead of the draft, just oh, so yeah. it can get placed. We can, you know, place this into the system and have it ready to go on draft day. Yeah, no, I'm, however we do it, whether we randomize it or we just go from 10 to 1, yeah, I'm, a, I'm good with that. I like okay. it. Okay. Tom, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I kind of like that concept. How do, you, how do you pick, though, who picks first? It kind of wraps around itself. Um, well, w- w- there were two thoughts of that. Number one, we thought we'd go in reverse order. Number one would be reverse order of last year, meaning Casey would get the first pick, and then he could pick that he wants to draft anywhere from number one through number ten, or we could just do it a random number selection. So if you do last year's finish and let them pick, it kind of takes, since it's a new type of draft, takes the the, um, the the questioning out of it. You pick your spot. You got your chance. You picked your spot. So Correct. I, I, I kind of like that. Because okay. I don't know that I would want to pick first, even though okay. I, that's probably not my uh, my spot. I don't know that I would want to pick first. And I like uh, when we did the snake draft in the other league, um, kind of like going towards the end and having two really close together. So I would so, think for me, I would either go um, at the end or I would go um, probably middle. Okay. So, but, but what you're saying is there's, there's even a fair bit of strategy in where you select. It's sure. not necessarily... Yeah you're going to take the number one choice. No, no. And I feel, I don't think I would even, even if I had the choice. Okay. okay. Yeah. So now what it does is it disadvantages, uh, or I don't know if it disadvantages, um, someone like Bill, if we go in reverse order of last year, since he was fortunate to, to win last year, but, um, we you know we'll ask him his opinion when, when we talk to him later in the podcast. So, uh, Tom, I want to circle back to the whole thing. 
um, that stat. So I'm on baseball reference now. Interestingly, that uh, I'm on Michael Lorenzen's page just because I picked someone that I thought would have holds. Uh, from 15 to 19, holds is not a stat, but uh, you know how they have they have simulated stats right now for the 2020 season, and they have holds in there which I find interesting that you brought it up. I told Jamie yesterday, I think I've talked about baseball for 53 years of my life. I've never used the word hold in a baseball <laughs> conversation. <laughs> and now I'm spending like 20 minutes researching this damn thing. Uh, it, so it's interesting that baseball reference is actually tracking and predicting holds. Um, I, I did look at, there's a website, Fox Sports, um, that also has holds, again, shockingly and i went back for 18 and 19 uh the seasons of of most of the national league teams and it looks like only two of the teams had the same guys lead be number one and number two in holds um so it leads me to believe that it would be difficult to draft someone for that purpose do you understand my my it would be absolutely hard to draft someone but you but but the the guys you drafted may or may not get saves would probably get holds if they're the eighth inning guy, and that guy might end up being the closer. But it adds value if during the draft if that guy has a category that he might actually fit into. So, yeah, because I don't think they pitch they don't pitch enough to help you in strikeouts. They don't pitch enough to help you in ERA or ratio. But they might pitch enough to get you that that little category, right? And so, it kind of spreads things out. I can't load up on starters because yeah. we're like free for all, right? Yeah, can't load up starters, can't load up on closers because I have this other category that I need to think about. Right. So my guess is we would find we, as in you know, an owner would find that that hold person probably two weeks in until they figure out. Yeah. Till the till the bullpen kind of settles. When I looked at it, they it, would be elusive and they would change over time. Uh, yeah, over a six month season, they absolutely would change over time. Over sixty days, they probably they maybe probably not. Wouldn't. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. But I'm looking at Andrew Miller, and he would be his value as a relief pitcher would go up. So he had five wins last last year, six saves, twenty eight holds. So you're yeah. saying his value would even increase because of that. Yeah, and he's a valuable pitcher to a team. He is, but he's yeah. not a valuable yeah. pitcher to a Bushlegger currently. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure he's on someone's team, but yeah, you're right. He he doesn't hold the same value as 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 uh, as a normal closer. No, you're right. I, I get that. All right, so yeah, that that was my only concern. Is it doesn't seem to be a guy that you could, you know, you, you're not going to have a list of ten hold pitchers that's like this is a guy i'm going to go after this year right yeah no, so that would no. be yeah so that, that's i don't know what the word is it's awkward for me it's unusual i i don't know um but i'm not hey Rod, can i jump can yeah. i jump in here go ahead yeah so um as, as we've already pointed out in this podcast and one of the recurring things that we have is that we've determined that you're a bit of a curmudgeon anyway <laughs> you know, m- 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 Mr. Stirrups, you know, um, 
Um, just to let you know that the outside of yourself, um, the two other people and myself have won nine out of the ten titles. I'm not really sure what, what that means or what that says. It's just more more fact based. So uh, sorry. Let me just turn that back over to you. So, <laughs> so you're saying because Tom's won it five times, holds is a valuable category. Just because you say it, I don't know. Uh, in, in baseball or the rotisserie league or both. Yeah, uh, I, I, after he's after he's talking about the logic of it, yeah, man, maybe maybe holds us something that we could. I, yeah, I, I could see why you would say it as for a baseball team. Yeah, it's important. It's just it's just difficult well, to know which ones to which ones to go after. And he's right. After a couple of weeks, you can kind of see how the bullpen's shaken out, and that's when that's when you can go get well, that person. Well, and, and and I think what this does is put a little bit more emphasis then um, on. Um, uh, on uh, studying, if you will, um, for the draft, um, because I couldn't tell you who had the most hold last year. Um, if, if I had to come up with a guess, um, I would say uh, I don't. I don't even know I, I, who, who did lead in hold last year. I'm looking now. I don't think it matters. <laughs> it might not no, matter. It's, it's, yeah, it might. It might have been Andrew Miller. Tony Watson had 25 of them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And they both have over four ERAs, so I'm not sure how valuable they are to <laughs> to baseball play teams either. But so, so Raj, what I have to ask you though was, what was their FIP? Uh, Fox Sports <laughs> does not does not have their FIP, nor does <laughs> nor does uh, Baseball Reference. All right. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely we'll we'll have to throw that out there with the. Uh, uh, adding the the um, the holds, and then we, we got to add a a offensive category. I like your idea about walks, Tom. I, are are you open to anything but plate appearances, or you just want plate appearances? I'm open to anything that makes sense. So if walks make sense, yes, I am. Does it make sense to you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who that question is for. You. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make sense to you, Tom? The walks? Yes, it does. Okay. Yes, it does. Yeah. That was actually might have been my second choice. Okay. All right. Yeah, I get that. Jamie, so is this something that we'll probably have to put out there and have three people respond? Yeah. 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 Well, it would be the three people on on this particular call, assuming that I send it to Michelle um, instead of Tom. Um, I think the one thing that we need to do, though, is just check, and I'm looking real quickly to see if on uh, CBS Sports they, they should be able to have that as a category. Um, I, I, I don't they, see it right away. What, holds? But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll take a look. <laughs> yeah, maybe CBS isn't, isn't forward-thinking like you guys. Um, it, it, played, appearance, uh, played appearances is on here. Okay. So, that, so uh, I would just need to check the pitching categories, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's good. And uh, Tom, you're going to change your name? If I'm allowed to, sure. Absolutely. There's no rules now. <laughs> the voracious, the voracious squirrels. Okay. What? I love it. Bye. Michelle just laughed. By the way. <laughs> are, are you she, now? She says she she is actually the squirrel whisperer, but I don't believe that. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh my! And you're you're okay with a version of the Kentucky Derby, uh, 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. I am. You're good with that. All right. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, actually, we do have one other question for, for Tom. Um, um, actually, holds is a category in CBS Sports Time, so we could use that. Um, my, my, the last question that I had for you, Tom, is you had five reserves versus our normal 12 reserves, and just wanted to know what your thought process was in terms of five reserves. I think I also picked daily fab, or week, or what did I pick for fab? Daily. Uh, actually, let me check here. Um, I, I yeah. think... You got daily. You you went yeah you went daily yeah you went daily because I I want people to have to make a decision on daily that they if they pick somebody up they must drop someone in yep. most likelihood okay. that's okay. why I went with that I like that I like that idea hey what do you think about this we were floating last week on the podcast uh, Raj and I were talking that we we have the draft um, Sunday on the nineteenth but what we say is is that let's just say we have only five reserves we don't fill the reserves until fab which would be the following weekend what do you think about that um i kind of like the fact that when i was drafting in the snake that i could throw somebody down into the reserve and not okay. fill a spot okay that's kind of contrary to what we normally do right but that okay. was my that was my thought yeah okay. very good all right you got anything for us okay Tom? No, I'm going to um, – I'll listen to Bill, but uh, I'm at the beach. Oh. I got a plane flying over out of my back deck, cooking potatoes for dinner. Okay. So I'm just going to listen in on Bill, see if I can't get my phone on mute hey. so you, you don't get the background. One, one last question for you, Tom. What are you drinking right now? I have a vodka and Diet Coke. All right. Sweet. Yep. Did you hear it? <laughs> it's almost empty. Huh? <laughs> well, uh, time for you to go then. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks. I'll get Michelle to. I'll get Michelle to make me other. I might uh, go on mute and listen to Bill though. All right. All right. Thanks, Tom. Right. Yep. All right, Bill. You still with us? I'm. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Okay. All right. Okay. So I don't know if people listen to this stuff, but um, I just want to make sure I introduce myself as uh, Bill Sound, owner of the Statman, and. Um, Combined with the Space Auditors and the Bearcats, we uh, comprise three-fourths of the core four, and we've won 23 Bush League titles. Wow. Wow. Raj, top that. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get into why you're on. <laughs> I thought maybe I was going to be cut off after that. But okay. Well, I can edit later. Uh <laughs> So where do you want to start? Let's start with the reserve. Let's start there. Um, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Reserve, your reserve size. You had 11 players. What, what was the thinking behind 11? Sure. Um, so I'll step back a little bit on this one. Um, first of all, like I said, I'm glad you guys are organizing this. I really thought to myself, if one of you guys could, could represent the owners and the other one represent the players, we've had baseball sometime at the end of May, right? If you guys can come up and get something and get a consensus and get something out there a heck of a lot quicker than, than the owners and the players. So, so thanks for that. And, and, again, what I want to do, and I think what everybody wants to do, is kind of balance what I'll call these gimmicky things with making sure people still want to participate. It's like a balance where if we put too many gimmicks in, people might feel disenfranchised. But 
since it's kind of a throwaway season, I kind of want to, you know, experiment um, with these categories. So having said that, when I thought about the reserve side, I was thinking of the snake draft, and I was trying to get an even number of rounds, right? It's not super important once you get into the 24th, 25th, 26th picks, which the reserves would be. But to make it the most fair, we'd have to have an even number. Um, that's why I came with 11. I actually like five when I've heard Tom talk and other people. I think that's a good number. And I would be happy to not redraft the reserves at the draft and actually fill them as fab. So I, I think an odd number makes sense if we're going to do snake. Uh, I, I think since we have the brain trust between the four of us, I think it's law now. I, I think we are the executive <laughs> committee, the self-appointed executive committee. So, yeah, and, and after uh, Jamie had talked about the length of a reserve round adding to the sitting at your computer draft, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the five is a good number. I, I think that, that's a number that that people can settle on. It it gives you enough wiggle room, but it it doesn't allow for people to buy players and store them and not use them. Um, although, with this, players getting testing positive for this COVID it, that this is going to be like a merry-go-round of players in that fab. Uh, so do you like the five better than the, the 11 you originally proposed? Yeah, I actually do. I think five makes sense. Um, if we can combine that with um, daily fab, I think that was the other thing I threw in there. I'd like to do it every day. I, I think that would kind of keep people moving through and we're going to cycle through players pretty quickly until the season shuts down anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of like to see the five and, and the daily five, yeah. Okay. Jamie? What, what are yeah, you, I'm good yeah. with that. You know, yeah. I, I said that uh, I thought um, I thought zero, um, and, and then I had fab frequency as twice a week. But, you know, I, I, I'm okay. Um, I, I just want the season to get started, and then, you know, uh, I'm anxious to uh, to get the uh, the Bush League season started. So uh, I'm, I can pretty much go with whatever. And then um, – before we get into the draft order thing, you you want to just pay for the you want us to pay for the service of CBS and not have any type of pool of money for a quote unquote winner. Yeah, so that's that's what I chose, given it's a throwaway season. But again, if you think that, if I rank importance of that one, that's close to the bottom. Yeah. I'm happy to do either prorated or the full fifty. It's not it's not going to matter too much to me. I just thought well. It's kind of a throwaway fun season. I don't. I don't care if we put any money in, other than just to keep the website um, maintenance. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then let's go ahead and get into the draft order. Are Are you? Do you understand the Kentucky Kentucky Derby style that we're talking about now? I do, okay. and I, I'd be okay with that. And I know I had a little thing about not using last year's order, but again. To me, that was like a little bit of a nitpick, and and I'm comfortable with anything. And, and as Tom said, it might be. It might be less pressure not to have the very first pick. So whatever we want to do, I'm, I'm happy with Kentucky Derby. I'm happy with just doing the snake based on last year's order of finish. All right, Jamie. So, so I, I think what I'm hearing here, uh, Raj, it's up to uh, you and I to uh, set the course for the 2020 season. I don't <laughs> think there's a way that we could really screw it up any more than it already has been. So uh, um, I, I, I think we're pretty much good doing whatever we need to do. Yeah. So I guess the only thing we got, you and I would need to decide whether it be go daily or twice a week uh, on the on the frequency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. In, in, you know, uh, of the two votes, we had both Tom and Bill. They they both said um, 
they both said daily. And then myself and Sam, I believe, were looking at twice a week. And, yeah. you know, that my twice a week would be something like Sunday nights and Thursday nights so that we get weekend games in there and we get – but, uh, again, I, it's not a point of contention for me uh, either way. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, yeah, so th- that's what we'll do. Uh, Bill, have you have you caught the episodes on Apple? Um, on, on Apple. On the I've Apple caught podcast. every episode, but I've been going through YouTube to listen into every podcast. Okay. So do you, do you listen to Apple Podcasts? I don't, but I will. <laughs> that a boy. <laughs> There's a team player. See, see this, is, this, is, this is what I told you, Raj. I said, you and I, you know, as far as we are behind on technology, the rest of the owners are. Um, because you said you started listening to podcasts two years ago, Raj? Yeah, after, after Case. Um, okay. Yeah, after he, uh, he introduced me to podcasts, and um, I've been on that ever since, and I don't, I don't think I've listened to the radio since. Okay, and and I've been listening to podcasts probably at least five to seven years, something like that. And before that, I was downloading episodes. So um, yeah, it's uh, um, ho- hopefully every there's a lot of stuff out there too, good and bad. Yeah. So uh, and I guess the other thing we had, we're, we're kind of settled on 19 July Sunday. Um, I, I think that's the case. Um, I, I haven't. I, you know, I, the last email I sent out, I'd asked everybody if they couldn't make it in person or if they didn't want to, was there any time that was bad for them on that Sunday? And I haven't heard back. So I think the next email that I send out, Raj, um, I'll run it past um, the, the, the four of us, what I'll call the executive committee, and say, here's what we've decided upon. I'm going to send this out to everybody. Um, I guess what we need to know from you, Raj, is what would be the most convenient time on that Sunday, if if you're going to host the the draft, right? Because correct me if I'm wrong, you were talking about hosting the draft at your place, but we're we're still going to be online. So this would make Tom's job, I guess, a lot easier in that he doesn't have to go back and forth. But it's a new platform using CBS Sportsline to to host the draft. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm wide open that day. Um, Jameson will be here. So at times, so we just got to navigate that. Um, you got to navigate the two-year-old running around. Uh, but yeah, anybody who wants to come, who who feels comfortable coming, we, I'm open all day. I, I as you told okay. you, I'm a I'm a civilian employee with the United States government. I'm open all day, baby. I got plenty of time. <laughs> so so I, I think it's really a matter of you know what time can 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 people get there? Um, you know, is is like a noon time start? Is that yeah. So you're traveling probably the farthest. Um, uh, what works best for you? Well, I mean, I've made it up there for 10 o'clock perhaps. Like I'm an early person, and to get to Lancaster is right two hours, less than two. I, I could do a 10 o'clock draft, Yeah, I could also do noon because it's not going to be as long as our normal auction. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so we'll, okay. we'll, we'll settle on a time, and Bill, it's probably a little closer than where I was before. So um, Right. Yeah, so it, it's uh, – yeah, we can do it in the mid-morning. It's perfect. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get it going. Anybody wants to come, they're welcome to come. And, uh, yeah, we'll make sure everyone's aware of the, the date and time. So let me put Bill on the spot, and I'm going to ask you the same question, Rod, so I'm going to prep you a little bit. Bill, so if you had the number one choice 
Um, not in terms of draft cho- draft choices, but if you had yeah the number one spot, who would you take? <laughs> well, so this could be giving away strategy, right? Because uh, I end up being number one. So, so, um, so you can you can decide whether you want to throw everybody off or whether you want to be honest. It's up to you. Yeah, you know, I started looking at this and thinking about different things a couple of days ago, and I realized this might actually happen. Um, I am not <laughs> sure yet. I, 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 well, I'm, I don't care. I'll, I, I'll say something I could be lying to, right? I'm actually looking at somebody like Jacob deGrom. Sounds funny, right? Or or maybe, okay. I don't know, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts kind of guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, I go back a little bit. I missed one guy. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. That was the other guy. Okay. Yeah. Raj? Uh, I'm going to go with Betts because Betts, he's going to hit 400 this year. Who is Betts? Remember, we talked about that last week. Yeah. That's we who, did. Yeah. We did. Okay. So yours would be Mookie Betts. All right. Very good. James, I haven't heard yours. Um, I, I would say uh, uh, Acuna, closely followed by Christian Yelich. Ah, Yelich, yeah. Right. Well, the other thing i got to look at <laughs> is who do I think is going to lead the league in holds? Because that, that guy may be... <laughs> So that's what I was going to ask. Are we? First of all, I like I like Tom's rationale. I think he actually gave some thought to the the categories, and I really do like perhaps substituting the OPS for average. Uh, the others, I'm not such a big fan of. I feel like I'm more like Raj on that one. The, the plate appearances in the hold almost feel like participation trophies to me. Yeah, it um, sounded but, like. But that. I could do it. Yeah, I, I could do it right because I, I actually I, I disagree with that. I mean, the holds really are kind of important. But I didn't know if we were going with six by six. Is that what you guys are going to float out there, or is that still more for discussion? Well, first, I, 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 for, first for, we got to see me, if CBS could hold it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so for me, I, I think I like six by six um, for no other reason than, than than balance. I can't say that you know we've we've gone unbalanced before. Um, when we first started, we it was five by four. I think right. um, when we when we first started. So. Um, you know, if we had six by five, that would be fine as as well. I just like six by six, and um, yeah, I I don't know, Raj, what do you think? Yeah, I I think the six by six. I like the idea of trying something new in a year that's kind of eh, right? I mean, this is the year to try stuff new to see how it how it works. It it, it, it there's a lot of good ideas that when you implement them, you're like, boy, that was horrible. And this is a year. <laughs> this is a year to maybe do that. This is a year to maybe do yeah. that. Yeah. Although kind of like the the DH in the National League, right? I mean, yeah. Could be a that, horrible idea. We know that. Yeah. Um. So, so of course, my preference actually that would be replacing OPS, replacing average of OPS, and leaving it as a five by five. We know that it changes, but that's just my pre- uh, preference. We do six by six. That's fine. Okay. All right, yeah, so we, we got some things. And, Bill, you're going to change your name back to the Bills Boys? Bills Boys are back. Oh, All okay. four words. Yeah. All four words. All right. I love it. I love it. Okay. Do you, do you still have uh, that what? hat? Didn't you ha- did you have a hat? Uh, so, you know, I actually had a Statman hat that I got to dust off. I don't think I ever had – well, Bills Boys was there for one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the only year I was Bills Boys. Uh, okay. I think I was too poor to afford a, a hat in college, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> hey, hey, Bill, can can I suggest that you know you change your walk up music then? If you're going to have Bills Boys are back, you can have ba- you can have Backstreet uh, singing that Bills Boys are back. Oh, that's nice. I was going to say the boys are back in town. Okay, all right. There. Oh, Rod, anything? Is, is that Finn Lizzie who sings that? 
Oh. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Thin Lizzy sings, uh, uh, yes, the boys are back in town. There you go. Nice. Oh, Bill, real quick, the weekly Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You said you would facilitate that? Yeah, it's not hard. I am sure. No. Well, I don't know if anybody else has done Zoom. All right, it's just send out the the invite to everybody there and, and see what happens. Um, so, so it's not a lot of work to do on my part, and, and I do it. And if I'm the only one that shows up the first week or two, then you know we don't do it. I just wasn't sure if it's something people might feel like they could participate in more actively. That you know, I'd be willing to give it a shot. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. All right, Jamie, you got anything else? Uh, I, no, I, I think that's all I have for Bill. Uh, thank you for, uh, Thanks, uh, first of all, Bill, being a person that's consistently listening to, to the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the odds of you repeating, well, let's exclude this year because this year is up, is up for grabs, but the, the odds of you repeating have gone up uh, tremendously by listening to this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> no, we, 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 we thank you, and please uh, rate and review the podcast. Absolutely. Love to do it. Thanks, man. All Thanks, right. Bill. All right. You're welcome. All right, Jamie. We got some baseball topics to cover. Um, yeah, let's go through it. Let's go through it. Let's start with Derek Jeter. So Derek Jeter comes yep. out the other day, uh, referred to the, the negotiations as disappointing and embarrassing at times for baseball. What, what are your thoughts on Derek Jeter, who is a owner, I guess, owner, uh, saying that on out, out on social media. Well, I, first of all, in, in these days and times, I, I, I like the, the the fact that everybody's getting a voice, and I, I, I you know, I, I like what Derek Jeter is saying because you know, I was thinking back. It, part of the problem with with Rob Manfred over Bud Selig is the fact that Rob Manfred's background is you know he was a high powered attorney. And when he worked in MLB for Bud Selig, he was, you know, his right-hand man. But it was really from an attorney's point of view. So, so this is what attorneys do, right? They argue, they go back and forth. I mean, they they get paid, they get paid by the hour. So uh, this is, it's it's in his nature to do something like this. He he he's not um, a, a baseball man at heart like Bud Selig was. So to hear Derek Jeter as a player and an owner to say this, I absolutely agree with him. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, and I'm glad he did say it. Um, though I I don't I guess he would have been a rookie the last time uh, they went on strike, so he, I mean he 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 remembers it. Um, yeah, and it is I think it, I think the words embarrassing. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it w- would be embarrassing for an organization. We talked about a couple weeks ago where it didn't seem like Manfred had any pulse on what the union and the players wanted to do. In fact, Manfred came out the other day on that MLB. He had an interview where he said, you know, chances are there was only going to be a 60-game season anyway. And you, and when you and you hear him say that, and he walked back on it explaining it, but his explanation didn't make sense. The fact that he's saying that, and they were negotiating 100-game seasons at one point, right? It, yeah. I, I think yeah, the guy's it, lost total control. I, I, I think the guy's a stooge, and I'm talking about Manfred at, at this point. It, it, it's just disappointing, right? Because to have to go through all of this, I think we talked about this last week, that had we not known 
all the negotiations, the 100 games, 60 games, 40 games, bouncing all around, and, and all the acrimony that had to happen, if we could just have, have woken up and said, hey, this is it, I, I think we all would have been okay with that, given the current circumstances. But all the back and forth just sets a bad precedence. And here I go again, talking about the, you know, the, the expiration of the collective bargaining agreement. It, it just sets it up really bad. And let's not forget, okay, let's not forget that when the Astros were caught cheating, um, you know, one of the things that Manfred said in, in, you know, in kind of defense of the Astros, trying to minimize it, was that he called the trophy a piece of metal. Yeah. And, and yeah. players took offense to that. Yeah. And if you think about this, here's what's funny about it. Isn't it called, isn't that piece of metal called the commissioner's trophy? <laughs> so there you have it. Yeah. I mean, I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. A piece of metal. And, and it's, and it's kind of nice, you know, those guys who were involved in that cheating scandal, if, you know, they had a commissioner that, that had some, you know, wants, and he suspends those guys, that, that's a huge hit on that, on that team. That team's a last place team. He suspends those guys. But, you know, again, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago that he just does whatever the 30 owners tell him to do. And I'm sure that owner of the Astros is like, dude, you can't suspend my, you can't suspend these guys. We got another shot at a title at, at that piece of metal <laughs> again. Well, you know, and, and, and I don't know the history, obviously, behind this. But uh, if you remember, the Astros were in the National League. Yeah. And Major League Baseball convinced them to move to the American League. And, and then I, I want to say, and I don't know if this is true, so we can fact check this, that it happened to t- t- take place when Jim Crane took ownership. And that was probably part of the deal. So th- there's probably some leniency there. But, but you know... You you've seen what the Astros have done and and what lengths that they'll go to oh, to, yeah. to win. It, it, it's essentially a win at all cost. And you know we can post a couple of these videos uh, of, of Jim Crane uh, just talking on camera where you know he says that you know the cheating didn't matter. Yeah. And then the, um, the somebody will ask him, "What do you mean it doesn't matter?" And he says eight seconds later in the interview, "I never said that." And he absolutely said that. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, and it, and uh, neither am I, and and, and I, I don't know if Manfred has a has a handle on this, but I'm glad Derek Jeter said something in it because it is embarrassing, um, if you know, for an organization like that. Uh, the other thing I, I wanted to get into, we had a listener reach out to me, and uh, bringing up the Ian Desmond Instagram uh, post that he made, and and you've read that, right? I have. Yeah, so it was a guy that I used to work with, uh, Tony Powell, T. Powell. He was a chief that I worked with in the Air Force, uh, lives in Texas now. And he brought it up to me, and and he's a baseball fan. Unfortunately, he's a Red Sox fan, So, but he said he would listen to us anyway because we only talk about the National <laughs> League for the most part. Um, you know, he's, he said, what are they going to do about the lack of black ballplayers? And, you know, they're, they're losing black ballplayers every year uh in 95 it was 19 and a half percent of major league players were black in two th- and 2020 it's eight point or 7.8 percent so uh, you know that that's significant there and, and he brought up the question and it's funny how you know desmond desmond's saying the same thing and 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 you know his quote it, on, on one of the quotes is perhaps most disheartening of all 
is a puzzling lack of focus on understanding how to change those numbers. And he's referring to the percentage of black players, uh, black managers, and, you know, the uh, black GM that is there now. And Desmond goes on to write a lack of focus on making baseball accessible and possible for all kids, not just those who are privileged enough to afford it. Um, I know how that, that I, I reacted to that emotionally. What were your thoughts when you, when you read his post? Desmond's post. Um, so first of all, I, I have a new, uh, new respect for Ian Desmond because I, I, I think he's right on, and um, I, I think the game and, and I think youth sports in general have have changed a lot since we played. Right. Um, one of the people that would be able to best speak to this would be both Sam and Bob Kirk in terms of how do you get recognized. As, as as a player now. And, you know, if we had Joe Godry on, you know, the, um, we had him on two podcasts ago, that would be a great article, a great topic to talk to him about because how does he see, as a former Division One head coach, how does he get to see all these players? And, and I think the answer to that is, is is that they go to showcases. Yeah. And because you can see kind of the best of the best. Well, how do you go into showcases? Well, it takes a lot of money because you have to travel around. So it, it's... I don't think it's intentionally exclusionary, but by its very nature, it, it, it is. And I, I think that's kind of some of the stuff that Ian Desmond is post uh, is is talking about in in his post. And and, and I think he's he, he's right on. Yeah. He, he, what do you think? Yeah, he absolutely is. And and you and I have talked about this in the past offline that when you hire a commissioner, a leader, a visionary of your organization. Certainly finances is, is one thing, but sustainability is the most important thing of an organization. If you, if you don't have a vision to sustain, your organization's not going to last. And baseball is lagging behind. If football and basketball are well above baseball. And, and I, I think it's because it, it's not inclusive. I, he... he these leaders of owners, uh, those in the baseball office, need to address this, how to get baseball back into every socioeconomic status, every culture, every neighborhood. And these these travel teams, the showcase teams, you're right. I mean, American Legion uh, up their up their age limit because they weren't getting enough kids, right? Because all these kids were going on these travel teams. And and yeah. and that's that's a problem. And I'm not saying it's Major League Baseball's fault, but I think they have the resources and the influence to deal with it, to come up with a plan, right? And and I oh, I, don't, they- I don't know, I don't know if he if that's even in their thought process. I mean, there is uh, Major League Baseball does have a MLB Urban Youth Academies that that they fund, but there's six teams that have one. There's 30 major league teams, man. There's six teams that have one. So obviously wow. it's it's not a priority. Don't tell me it's a priority when I look at a stat like that. Um, so 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 here's here's the problem, right? And and this is just my own myopic point of view. Baseball is so focused on statistics, and right now, you know, sabermetrics brought a lot of good things to to baseball, but but. I think baseball is looking at this in terms of dollars and cents, and they're really looking at it in the short term. And you're absolutely right, Raj, is that 
um, basketball and football is is having baseball's lunch right now, oh and, and that's going to continue. Yeah, and it's going to become ultimately it's going to become an elite sport, and it'll probably rank right around the same place that uh, lacrosse, <laughs> men's lacrosse, um, occupies, which is also a, a very elite sport. Yeah, I I, I think uh, baseball's got to deal with it, and, and maybe this Desmond uh, Instagram post. I, I don't know if that's the right phrase, Instagram post. I, I don't know. But his his uh, his post will get some legs with, with the players and, and the union. I mean, he talked about much more than just this racial, too. He, he talked about other things. But um, in order for baseball to uh, grow, it, it needs more than what the, the pool that they're pulling from right now. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, you know what? I, good for him because he's kind of laid his soul bare yeah. um, in, in yeah. this post. And I would encourage everyone um, to, to read this. And, and, and Raj, thanks um, to, to, to the person, the, the chief in Texas, that asked you to talk about this on the podcast. Because uh, I had seen where Ian Desmond had, um, had posted this, and I read a couple quotes. But I, I think you need to read. It's probably about a five-minute read. Of what he posts, and you know, it, it, it it's well worth it. Yeah, and and it, this is something baseball needs to address for decades. This is like a problem that arose yesterday. This has been going on yep. for a long time, and you know, in the in the the culture we're in right now, hopefully, this will get some legs, and Desmond's Desmond will get some support with the players who have influence over. Hey, you need to start investing you know, in, in all cultures, neighborhoods, and SCSs. So uh, hopefully it, it'll, it'll gain some steam, and I, I, I think it'll be good. Um, otherwise, you're right. We're just going to – baseball, I said we, but baseball is just going to just keep deteriorating relative to basketball and, uh, and football. But, you know, we'll, you, we'll see. You know, you know what? Old fogies, old, old fogies like us, Raj, will be able to see baseball and remember how it was. I, I worry about it for people like Casey and, and Jamison that, you know, these will be, you know, relegated to a, essentially Olympic-type sports, which is nothing wrong with Olympic-type sports. It's just that it's not always front page. So, yeah. you know, they need to think longer term, to your point. Yeah, they, they do. Um, so the, the other thing, too, is uh, we got the Today in Baseball History, right? Yay. And it's Yay, not, my favorite part. And it's not today, but I just wanted to July first was Bobby Bonilla today. Congratulations, Bobby Bonilla, for taking a million dollars plus off the mix. Again. Again, Jamie. The greatest contract ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so tell us tell us more about this because We've got to celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day. When, when is it? And, and, and tell me a little bit more about it. Bobby Bonilla Day is July, or when was it? July 1st. Uh, it was this week. Okay. I, th- I think it was, uh, what is that, Wednesday. Um, he, he's 57 years old now. He collects $1.1 million from the Mets every July 1st for a deal that he had. I think he signed it in 93. I don't, I don't know. He left the pirates in 92, I think. And he, he signed with the Mets. Maybe he left in 91, but uh, he's getting this money. Uh, it was deferred. Uh, I think it was deferred so they could sign 
Brett Saberhagen. The Mets, the Mets signed the money they saved off of deferring Benia's salary. That I think the Mets signed Brett Saberhagen. Um, he will get paid every July first until two thousand thirty-five. Yeah, you know what? You, you, you gotta love that, right? So I'm sure Bobby Benia is hoping that um, you know baseball stays in business until two thousand thirty-five, so he can continue to get his his money. But you know, good for him and good for his agent. Yeah, yeah so I, wish it, I, I wish I had that kind of agreement with my employer. That's a great job, isn't it? Hey, listen, just show up to the Shea Stadium every July 1st. We'll give you your check. <laughs> yeah, you know what? How come I, I, I hear them? Here, here's, my, here's what I envision is they're playing meet the Mets, meet the Mets, step right up and greet the Mets. Yeah. And, you know, Mr. Met with his baseball head uh, is, is out there handing in the check every July 1st. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so uh, Benia, that that is quite the that's quite the contract, and you know some of it's I don't want to say it's not the Mets' fault. It is their fault for for deferring that money, and and that's way too long of a time. But I think they got they took a hit with that Bernie Madoff thing too. You remember Bernie Madoff? I think the yeah, family no, had I, money. I, in I, there. I do, and, yeah. and you know I feel bad for some people, but 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 this is you know this is. This is part of the hubris and ignorance of, of, of some people that, yeah, I, I guess we would all fall victim to saying, hey, you know, this guy is making 25% returns every year. Like, hmm, isn't something up with something like that? And yeah, I, I feel bad that people have lost that amount of money. I, I, I guess I would feel a lot worse for the people of Enron that got cheated versus, you know, uh, yeah. billionaires that lost millions. Um but yeah, it's time for the Mets owners to uh, to, to sell, and you know, I think there are some um, people that are looking to buy the Mets. Correct? Yeah, there is, and I'm sure Bobby Benilla will be at the table saying, "Hey, <laughs> don't forget, <laughs> don't forget, they still owe me money." <laughs> Yeah. Maybe he can sell. Maybe he can sell his million dollars a year for uh, a percentage of, of ownership or something. I, w- I just w- I want the cash. I don't want, I don't want any ownership of the yeah. Mets. <laughs> Good point. Too many headaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're probably still in the hook for David Wright for a couple more years too. So, um, yeah. Okay. What did, what did Biggie say? More money, more problems. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> okay. Nineteen twelve. New York Giants pitcher. Rube Marquard, M-A-Q. Marquard, yeah. Marquard wins Marquard. his 19th yep. consecutive game to begin the season. He won 19 consecutive games to start the season in 1912. That's a nice little stretch, right? Uh, that's not too bad, is it? I, I mean, we don't even see 19-game winners anymore. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. wonder how many holds. <laughs> how many holds? <laughs> Yeah. You know what? The more you pick on holes, the more I'm going to vote for there you. Know there you that. go. So uh, the guy won 201 games in, in his career as a Hall of Famer. I'm not really sure why. Maybe because it was 19. I think he retired in 1918. So maybe that's why he's a Hall of Famer. Um, so this day in 1947, Bill Vec purchases the, purchases the contract of Larry Doby from the Newark Eagles. And July 5th, Doby becomes the first black player in the American League. Um Hall of Famer, uh, yeah, had a, had a good career. Um, it, you know, it's funny that how, what what a difference three months make. Uh, I mean, Jackie Robinson, as he should be, you know, is is celebrated 
uh, throughout baseball, uh, Jackie Robinson Day uh, wearing number 42. You know, Larry Doby, that, that's, a, that's a tough gig too, uh, you know, playing in Cleveland and, and being the first black player in American League. I mean, um, yeah, he, I'm sure he dealt with a lot of stuff, and he, yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame for a good reason. Um, here's what's really interesting is that, you know, we've all read books, watched documentaries, and, and, and know um, a fair amount uh, about Jackie Robinson. And like you said, for good reason, because he's put up with things that nobody should ever have to do. Yeah. Um, but it's, my own ignorance is I know nothing about Larry Doby, um, about his history. and I, I would love to read more um, about him. And you're right, three months difference. Um and it, it, it's a world of difference. It's only three months, but it's a world of difference. Yeah, world of difference. Um, and then this 47 years later, 1994, the Indians retired uh, Larry Doby's number 14, um, and, and no one ever wore it uh, ever again with with Cleveland, which is which is good. I mean, I'm I'm glad they did that. In fact, that might have been right before the strike, '94. <laughs> this is July, right? Mm, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they did it 47 years later, and and his number was retired forever, which is a is a nice nice tribute to him. Um, Absolutely. Then in 1987, you remember this guy Dick Hauser? Remember Dick Hauser? I do, I do, and and it's it's not for good reasons. I mean, yeah, he was a great manager, but here's what I remember: is that he followed uh, Whitey Herzog in the Royals organization, and he won his World Series against my beloved uh, Cardinals in 85, which never should have happened. If it was in the day of, 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 you know, now, and they had instant replay, it would never have happened. But, you know, I'm not bitter at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Jim Fry. 45 years later, I'm not, I'm not bitter. Jim Fry followed Whitey Herzog, and then, and then Jim Fry, because he was the manager in the, with the 80 team. And then, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But Dick Hauser, I, I stand corrected. Yeah, today in 1987, Dick Hauser's number 10 was retired by the Kansas City Royals. It's the first in franchise history. He he had a short career because he got sick. He had cancer, and he passed away. Yeah. But he won three division titles with the with the Royals: uh, one pennant, one World Series. Of course, that you know the World Series that he won. Um, 1985, yeah, 35 yeah. years ago. Sorry, I said 45. He he also won one division title with the Yankees in 1980, um, who lost to Kansas City in the in the playoffs. He got fired the next year. Got fired after after the season. I was doing a little reading on him. Apparently, he would hang up on on Steinbrenner when he would call, like in the dugout. <laughs> yeah. So the guy won the division in his really his only year managing the Yankees, and they got fired. So maybe why that 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 organization was pretty screwed up from 75 to 95 um and then the division one player of the year is named after dick hauser it's called the dick hauser trophy he he was a he was a head coach of florida state uh for one year in 1979 he was a two-time all-american at florida state in the 50s um oh wow yeah okay. he, so he, yeah this guy had a really really good career um yeah so it, it, he he's he's someone that has been in baseball his literally his whole adult life from the time he was 17 when he went to Florida state till he passed away in his 50s. So, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was nice reading up on him. I don't think about Dick Hauser that often. Um, only when I think of the 85 series, but, um, yeah, he, he's, a he, he was a good manager. Yeah. So, absolutely. uh, the only thing else we got to just share with people that we are on Apple podcast, 
uh, now. For those who have iPhones and get Apple Podcasts, just, just uh, search This Week in the Bush League. Subscribe. Give us a rating. Um, anything under four, we'll, we'll delete. Um, <laughs> uh, but Apple Podcasts is, is what we were working toward when we started this in February. So this is our, I think it's our 22nd episode. Um, we started in February, February with tape a call on the phone, and, and Sam Kirk was a, was a big help with that. Uh, got to the to Twitter, got to YouTube, and here we are on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we also are on uh, Podbean. Um, that's where our, our, our podcasts are hosts, and then it's pushed to Apple um, each week. So each week, uh, yeah, subscribe to it, and, and you'll hear us. Yeah, so so uh, I just want to let the listeners know, Rod, you've done a stellar job in terms of getting this podcast together. You do um, probably the lion's share of, of the work, and I appreciate it. And uh, you know, hopefully, people get a little bit of uh, a little bit of no- very little bit of knowledge, but you know, some some laughs. And uh, hopefully, this takes us into an actual season where we can really start to get into the meat and potatoes, and and that is picking on some of our owners. So. Um, Rod, I want to say thank you for uh, for doing that, and uh, thanks to, uh, to to both Tom and Bill for appearing on the podcast today. Yeah, we we appreciate taking the time out, vacationing, and while you're drinking, talking <laughs> talking on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you're on vacation. All right, you got anything to to end with before we uh before we hit the July Fourth holiday? No, just have a good holiday, Chief, and I uh, will talk to you next week. All right, people. We'll see you next week.